Today's episode of It Never Rains is brought to you by GameTime. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think Pac-12 tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with GameTime, the ticket-buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. GameTime is the leader in last-minute tickets. Pick your deal, see, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download GameTime in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last-minute tickets. Stop. It never rains at Austin Stadium. Happy Monday, y'all, and welcome back to It Never Rains, where the Oregon Ducks just had probably my favorite type of week. One of those weeks where you don't really do anything, and <laughs> you got better. And so, Aaron Fentress, I'm bringing you on the What's podcast up? here. We watched a little bit of uh, uh, college football over the weekend. I uh, I, I did it uh, um, amidst doing some other things, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. how was... First of all, how how the podcast go Friday? You know, flying solo and all that. Uh, you know, were were you able to extend your wings and kick out those legs and enjoy all that yeah, space I, I gave you? I felt so free and just you know <laughs> able to just say whatever crazy thing I wanted to say with no you know counterattack at all. It was it was pretty liberating. My guest fell yeah. through unfortunately, but other than that, it was fine. I mean. You were you were probably kind of happy about that. You could have brought back the uh, the old uh, uh, Comcast two Fentresses arguing with each, each other. That was uh, uh, you know if I had been prepared, like... <laughs> yes, I could have done the uh, two Fentresses, but no, I was not prepared. For, for for people who don't remember, Aaron used to uh, run a pretty funny uh, segment uh, back in his TV days where uh, it was him arguing against the toughest arguer in the world himself. Um, how did you guys film that? How how long did that take? Those took about an hour. So I would basically write a script um, and then just act out one part and then go back and do the other part in, in chunks. And then it was just pieced together. The, 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 the funnest and more difficult part was being prepared to react to the other one when I watched it back <laughs> on the screen. And some of those, some of those times, like early on, it was a little rough. But I, once I got the rhythm down, it was actually kind of funny. Like it was like I'd watch it and be like, holy hell, it looks like there's two of me actually arguing. But it was pretty fun. You would you would throw in like these like subtle like face reactions to stuff yeah. that you were the other you would, I was gonna, I, the, I other, the, the other guy was going to say and then later I'd say it and just yeah that was kind of funny. I, I thought those were but, pretty funny. Um, yeah, so I was I, I was I was out of town last week. I got back in from vacation last night. Um, but over this bye week period, uh, wait, wait wait wait, let's not gloss over the vacation. No, well, it's where kind were of a you, Tyson? You. What were uh, you doing? I was in I was in Las Vegas for Viva five. Las Vegas. I was in Vegas for five days. We were playing in Damn, a, uh, five days. Well, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, and you're upright. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a pretty sturdy chair I got here right now. It's kind of holding <laughs> me together. No, I played Are you hooked in up a, to an IV. Are you hooked <laughs> up to an IV? <laughs> I, uh, I I played in a, a hockey tournament out there with this traveling group from Portland. Uh, the Little Cuties hockey team were very orange colored. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we made it to the championship game and lost in a, uh, a 13 round shootout to this team from like Northern 13 round oh. shootout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were like a uh, classic. We, 
it, well, you know, the, the like six fans in the stands will never forget it. So uh, <laughs> actually, actually, the, so, so the tough thing is, is so this, uh, th- this team I play for the little cuties, they, they do run a, an Instagram account that has like, they have like 5,000 followers, which is semi substantial. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, this, this random guy who like follows the team that lives in Vegas, he showed up for like our second game. And so he's in the stands with some Jersey he bought online and really? that happened and that happened to be uh a game that happened right after we were out pretty late and we lost like <laughs> 9 to 2 we lost like 9 to 2 with this guy and in lost the, your this own fan? with yeah with <laughs> this random guy in the stands he didn't come back for the second and third game of us <laughs> he burned so, his jersey he was done yeah so it was okay so it what, was, what position uh, do you play what position uh left bench left bench so, uh no mean? i I, pl- I played right wing. I had I had one I had one pretty goal. Um, I, we were playing this team from Houston, Texas, and uh, um, you know I came in across the blue line and uh, heard footsteps, so I, uh, I launched the puck and got a little uh, a little bar down uh, glove side goal. So uh, nice. in, in English, that means I, I shot high. And <laughs> <laughs> so is this a team uh, made up? Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a. Uh, um, a lot of us play for our own like separate teams here in Portland, but this is kind of like a, a grouping of, of guys that we all like that uh, we've played in a tournament in Nashville. And I think our oh, next one might be, uh, yeah, we might, we might go out to Montreal next, which uh, we'll really probably get beat. We'll probably get beat, beat really bad out there. Yeah, Don't go maybe, to Canada, uh, man. Don't, don't take that drinking crew to Canada. Y'all going to get smashed in hockey. So is this, is this like a, a adult version of AAU hockey? <laughs> Pretty much without the parents. <laughs> Actually, we are the, we we are the parents. <laughs> Actually, so if, we, if we go out to if if we go out to Montreal, we could do could, could do something on a. Ver, isn't Vernon playing out in Montreal? Right, he was with that Alouettes, or did he get? Yeah, he's up there somewhere. Yeah, I'm not sure where he is. Dude, so, are these all dude, guys who played high school and, and college hockey? For the most part, I mean, there's, I mean, it's it's a pretty, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a couple guys who were. There, there's two or three guys on our team who are really good, probably like a step away from being kind of pro level. And then, you know, there's, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the worst guys on the team. So I just, you know, get out there and try not to uh, embarrass everybody. But uh, yeah. But no, you're the was, best drinker. No, no, I'm not even that. I, <laughs> I, you know, I was in bed by about two every morning and, uh, oh, uh, you know, the, a waste those, of Vegas. Those, I know. And I've been out to Vegas with you before and you're usually the one who's text and you're usually the one who's texting me like, What are you doing? What are you doing? That's because I don't drink. <laughs> with, 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 even though that's even though that's not even you. But I always like going to Vegas with you because you like to just go walk around and check out the sites. And uh unfortunately we didn't see any uh um and shows, which uh I know is usually a, a big part of your repertoire down there. No, definitely. That's too bad. All right, so um, while you were gallivanting <laughs> around the ice rinks of Vegas I was, there was here, some football uh, manning, manning, manning the fort, and uh, it, it was nice having a bye week. I'm not going to lie. And then the 49ers-Rams today, so I had all weekend. I just had to write Seahawks one today. article. Sorry, what did I say? Rams. Anyway, Rams. Wait, Seahawks and 49ers. Sorry. See, Correct. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> anyway, you had a bye week, and I'm all, Monday, I'm all out of, Monday. I'm all out of sync on, on a bye week. But it was nice just sitting around watching football Saturday. Because I wasn't uh, either with you at a Ducks game or traveling. It was like, whoa. And I watched all these games with my son. My son, dude, turned on TV, put on Ohio State at 9 a.m. I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, 
I want Maryland to beat Ohio State. It'll help the Ducks. I said, oh, that's so cute. But then we had TCU Baylor on the other TV and then switched, you know, to Minnesota Penn State. So he was watching all the games that mattered to the Ducks this weekend. And I was there watching them with him. Does does he have a full grasp on because how, how old your son? He's like uh, 10-ish, right? Or a little younger? He's little uh, 13. 13. Sorry. Well, man, time goes by quick. Does he have a complete grasp on like how how like the playoff system and all that that sort of stuff works? Like, does he know this team beats this team? Oregon's going to move up and, and that sort of thing. Like, like is, is he good with that sort of stuff? Yeah, he uh, he just really started getting into them uh, like three years ago. And he follows and knows all that stuff. He's he's on top of it. He'll text me information. <laughs> he, he's actually he, he's the ghost producer of this podcast. He Thanks. He's the boy behind the man. Shout, shout out Cameron. He's our pot, he's our producer. He does a great job. Uh, really trying to milk this right now. Um, it was it was actually pretty fun in Vegas. You know, like you were saying, like having like a free Saturday to watch some of these games. Um, you know, the, there's TVs on everywhere there, and, and so catching like the Alabama game, which was uh, had a big impact for for Oregon's future, and then watching like the Minnesota. Uh, actually, one of the guys on our team was from Penn State, and he had uh, he had his head in his hands at the bar um, for the vast majority of that fourth quarter. And uh, I know you wrote to, about a week ago, like the big what needs to happen for Oregon to make the playoff. So let's go to the expert here. What did this weekend do for Oregon's playoff chances? <laughs> no, no. no um, <laughs> right. Okay, so it's it's one of these things where it's like something good happens, but at the same time something that could be potentially bad also happened. Uh, case in point, Minnesota beat Penn State. Penn State was ahead of Oregon. Now Penn State will be behind Oregon, more than likely, although they have one loss, just like Oregon does. We don't know how the playoff committee is going to treat that. In the AP poll, at least, Penn State fell all the way to nine for that, whatever is that worth. But Minnesota, which is undefeated, now has a huge win, moves up to seven behind Oregon at six in the AP poll. Again, this is just the AP poll. But now you have an undefeated team with a huge win over Penn State, breathing down your neck as opposed to chasing Penn State. So it's like, who would you rather win? I believe you always want the team ahead of you to win because the optics are going to be that the team ahead of you is going to fall and the other ones have to catch you. But in this case, Minnesota, they could easily catch them if they beat Wisconsin and, of course, win the conference championship. The bottom line is one, someone's going to win the conference title, right? You, and so what, that team's going to get in, almost guaranteed. Like, so that's going to happen. So the worst-case scenario is you don't want a, a really good one-loss team sitting out there that maybe someone could say, hey, we're going to put them in it, which I don't believe that will happen from the Big Ten. Uh, right. So I think it's like, eh, you know, a good thing happened, but something bad could happen. But at the end of the day, it probably doesn't matter because only one team's going to come out of that conference anyway. So one thing that we've heard a lot this year, especially with Oregon playing that game um, against Auburn early in the year, is is why why would why would a team play th- that sort of big game early, especially if you're going to lose? Penn State might be the, like the example of why you do that. Like uh, it, assuming that your season goes the way that Oregon has, where they lose that game and then they win out the rest, because. Like Penn, like if if Penn State does fall in the playoff rankings, which come out tomorrow night, uh, and they did fall behind Oregon in the AP rankings, Penn State still has a better win. Uh, Penn State has two much better wins than anything Oregon does on its schedule, and a loss to Minnesota, which is up to number seven in the country now. They were, I think, seventeen at the time. Uh, 
that that's a pretty good loss, but it's all kind of like the recency of it. Like Oregon's built all this momentum since that first loss of the year. And now Penn state might fall behind them. Even though like, if you look at their resumes, like Penn state's is not even close. It's, it's much better. They have a win over number 23. They have a win over number 14. Like, does that make sense? Like, like I, I think, I think it helps to get that loss out of the way early than, than this late in the year. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. It's, it's always hurts more the most, you know, the recent loss you have, but that was such a good loss. That's the other thing too. Like the playoff committee could say, you know what? That was a really good loss. Maybe we're not going to put Oregon ahead of them. Um, right. It's, you know, I had, you had, you had an AP vote. I had an AP vote. Like when I look at this AP vote right now and I see Penn state nine, I'm like, why, why is Penn state nine? They lost at an undefeated team. Right. <laughs> like by, by yeah. a touchdown. Right, so how do they fall? Like how are they now? Now all of a sudden they're number nine. Now all of a sudden behind Utah has Utah. Does Utah have a win like that or a loss like that? Oregon has a loss similar, so you could argue that. But do they have yeah. a win? Like so. Anyway, it's you know and I know it's just a mess. We all it's, know it's, this. It's, it's, but, it's 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 crazy to me that you've been out here campaigning for no like you you love four teams. You would never want it to be eight or sixteen. No, I'm kidding. Who, me? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> oh my gosh! I've I've been crying for a playoff system since I was nine. Like I remember I was nine years old and I learned about the bowl system and how it worked. And I was like, okay, that's dumb. <laughs> I hated college football right. for it. I didn't start liking college football until I started liking Miami because they threw the ball a lot. But yeah. Anyway, so okay. So here's the thing, though. SEC champ gets in. SEC champ can be eight and four. They're in, right? We know that. So one's going to get in. Clemson's going to run the table. They're going to be in. So that's two. So then you have Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve. A champion is going to get squeezed. Like and so, it, I mean, best case scenario for Oregon, you'd have a two loss champion. So the more losses right. you can spread around this whole thing, the better. That's probably not going to happen though. I mean, it could. Oklahoma's already lost once. Maybe they can lose again because they have Baylor coming up, right? But then Baylor would get in, and Baylor's still undefeated. So then that kind of hurts that prospect. So, you know, you want as many losses to spread around as you can, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to have a better-looking uh, resume than, an, than two other, at least one other one-loss champion to get in. Right. But it's, I, I, it's, I, I do think if, if, if Minnesota does – so like, let, let's say um, let's say first Minnesota leapfrogs Oregon here on, on Tuesday. I mean, Minnesota still at, at the very least if they make the um, – you know, they – sorry, who – They got Wisconsin. Window, yeah, they've Wisconsin's got Wisconsin. Wisconsin's their, their toughest game. Yeah. And then they'd have Ohio State maybe. Or they yeah. could still play Penn State. Actually, so right? they're, they're next. Or they're in the same division. Are they in the same Potent- division? No, they're in, they're in no, a different. Penn State, Penn State, Ohio State. Yes, they can yeah. still play Penn State again. And they still have number 23, Iowa, and they still have number 15, Wisconsin. So it's one of those things where if Minnesota wins this out, like that would probably crush Oregon because that's. Oh, yeah, more Minnesota's teams. in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But any, any undefeated champion is in. Yeah, I don't think anybody's beaten Ohio State in that uh, in that conference championship game, though. I think Ohio State's the best team in the country. Um, right. Awful, so then, so let me ask you this then. Let, here, now, okay, and this this speaks to your point from before. Uh, if Ohio State beats an undefeated Minnesota team, then Minnesota's sitting there with one loss, and that loss was to Ohio State in the championship game. Is that loss better than losing at Auburn or at a neutral side to Auburn? And their resume, if they were undefeated to that point, would include wins over Penn State and Wisconsin. And as you just said, Iowa, that resume would be better than Oregon's. Would Minnesota get in as a non-championship team over Oregon? Dun, 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 dun. 
if, if everything's objective, they should, because I mean, Oregon looking at the rest of Oregon schedule, you have Arizona, which is a bad team. You have Arizona state, which is not a good team. Uh, they lost Oregon, right? Yeah. Then you have Arizona, Oregon state, which laid a complete baller right now. <laughs> not, not, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. As soon as everyone's getting on the Oregon state bandwagon, they put up one of their historically worst offensive performances at home on, on a Friday game. That, yeah, that was, bad. that was tough. Um, and they still have Utah hanging in the balance, and that will be a good win if if they if they pull that one off. But that that's a whole season with like one like legit like we're gonna thump our chests about this win. And Minnesota's got three of those in the next four weeks. So um, if 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 Minnesota is able to get it, I like how I'm resorting to a Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> if, if 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 they run this and get to the Ohio State game and then lose that one, I mean that like that's still a much better resume than what Oregon would have. But I know what would happen. Oregon's oh God, but Oregon's flash, thing. but Oregon's flashier. And like I don't, they they say that's not supposed to play anything into how this goes. But if you're the committee, like do you want to have like an Oregon team in there and be able to represent like the the West Coast and then kind of get some of that name brand in there, or are you going to go with like Minnesota? Like I, I know that's not supposed to play a role in that, but like. There's money involved here, and Oregon, Oregon's probably going to bring in more dollars than Minnesota would. True. And I, I'm of the mind, too, that if you lose your championship game, to, to me, the championship game is a playoff game. Right. I mean, it's a play-in game. So if you lose that, you shouldn't also get in. You had your chance. You just lost. You shouldn't get a second chance in a, in a sport where there's no second chance. There's, there's no second chances for hardly anyone. So why would you get a second chance? That's why it ticked me off so much. If you, you know, ten years ago, whenever it was, eight years ago, when LSU lost or LSU beat Bama and Bama still got in, and then beat LSU in the worst championship game I've ever seen in my life. It was like six three or nine six something like that. Anyway, um, Dude, I was so, getting my t- I was getting my tire changed tires changed during that game watching it on there TV. You, it was and, so bad. Oh my god! It was like I. I don't know what was worse, the, the bill I got for the stupid <laughs> So I, I agree with you that at the end of the day, Oregon would get in over a one-loss championship game. Loser, not named an SEC team. <laughs> That's why, let's, let's lead to that now. That's why I think it was so important Alabama lost. Because if Alabama got to the championship game and lost its only game to Georgia, oh, Alabama would still get in. Oh, 100%. 100%. They'd be like, and oh, and it's, it's Bama. <laughs> Gotta have Bama. <laughs> what is that accent? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Bama. My Keith Jack- That's my Keith Jackson. There goes Bama. No, <laughs> like, no, no. no. I, I, I got it. Hey, Aaron. You got it? I, I respect your impression. That was nice. I, I give right. it. I give it a solid like seven out of ten. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I mean, you make you make a really good point because Bama would like. Bama was up to number whatever they were number two, and they had they had a resume that was completely bolstered just by the fact that you spell their name A L A B A M A, nailed it. Uh, because they had they hadn't beaten anybody, uh, and they still haven't beaten anybody. Now the only team that South they've Carolina. really played, they've lost to. Maybe South Carolina, no. I, I mean, I mean, no. But it's I hear it's really I hear it's really nice there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so it's it's one of those things, like this weekend. If anything shows that there's still a heck of a lot of football to play, like all all of these rankings is, is are still uh, very much up in the air. And more than anything, Oregon just needs to keep playing well to keep itself in it. And so that's where I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. And you know, we have Arizona coming up this week, ASU, Oregon State. 
um, coming off of the bye week, which is kind of like a natural, you know, this is kind of like the natural kickoff to like this last stretch of the season. Is, is there anything specific that you really want to see from this Oregon team that, uh, that will make you kind of feel better about, um, kind of their, their, their chances in this whole thing moving forward? Win all three of these games by 20 or more. Yeah, you know, that's you know, just asking. Like, I don't think they should be messing around with any of these three teams. Like, they should be able to squish them by 20 or more, uh, make it not even a game. Arizona State, to me, is the only threat. But I thought I saw something where their quarterback was injured. Um, he's a freshman, too. He's pretty good. But, um, it, yeah, it's just they, they shouldn't they shouldn't be close. If they go, to Ari- go down to Arizona State and they're messing around in a game where it ends up being, you know, 33-24 even, and it was clo- one possession game in the fourth quarter, I think that doesn't look – as good as it could. I don't think it would kill them because at the end of the day, you want to beat Utah. That's what matters most. But, you know, when people go from those committees and from, you know, voters, go and look at your score because they're probably not going to watch the game, make it stand out. 44-17, 39-21, 55-17, like, you know, like the last one almost was. That's what they should do. Yeah, yeah. Um I think in order to do that, they just need to clean some stuff up. Like the, I, I know it's kind of been written about like the last like a couple of weeks, but like the penalties have gotten insane. I mean, like in their last one, two, three, four games and, and four of them, they've gone over a hundred penalty yards and they didn't even do that once last year under Cristobal. They went from, I think, worst in the country to one of the better ones in the country to they're right back there with the worst. And as they kind of, you know, that's not going to hurt them against Arizona and Oregon State and stuff, but that would absolutely kick them in the butt against like a Utah or if they get into a playoff team. But also, you know, let's, let's go back to what you were preaching from the start of the year. They only had 139 rushing yards against USC. And um, it's, it's just inconsistent. It seems they'll go, they'll pop off for 300 one week and then, then kind of struggle the next. So I'd just like to see a little bit more consistency there. Just something that, you know, you're able to, to rely on uh, consistently week in and week out going forward. Um because, I mean, it's it's impressive that this Oregon team is able to find ways to win, different ways to win every week. But uh, it's I, I may, maybe it's tough to defend if, if you're a defense and you don't know how they're going to beat you. But I, I'd like to see a little bit more consistency there. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, one of the, the calling cards for Mario has been he's instilling discipline, blah, 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 blah. And now they've sort of reverted back to all these penalties, which may come a little bit from cockiness. You know, they need to yeah. feel themselves a little bit. You know, hey, we're we're got a chance to be a playoff team. We're badasses. Uh sometimes that can happen. Um, but you know, I I think all teams go through not all teams, but a lot of teams go through those those stretches where, you know, you're a little sloppier than you want to be. And you just have to have your coach, you know, make you run a lot over the bye week and hammer it out of you. <laughs> meet you guys meet you guys at the base of the hill at dawn. Um you, I, I want to talk about this a little bit tonight. I mean, actually, probably right after we get, get done with this, you're flying out to uh, cover Monday Night Football, Seahawks, 49ers. Uh, it's a game that actually has three um, three former Ducks in it with Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, and Ugo Amadi. Um, one, I mean, there's probably, you know, this this is a, a very large NFL game, so I don't think we'll alienate a ton of, uh, uh, of listeners here by just uh, kind of diving into that just real quick. But also, like, Defoe has ended up being pretty good, huh? Defoe and Armstead. Armstead's tied for the team lead with five and a half sacks. Defoe had 12 last year. He's got four this year. Those guys are killing up front. And then they added Bosa, first-round pick, number uh, top five pick. He's so good. He's just killing it off the edge. He's got seven sacks. 
<clears throat> and you know, as, as a as a as a offensive line, Armstead, you got two guys on the interior, and of course, D Ford, a former first round pick. So you have three. He's got five and a half sacks. So you got three guys that you have to deal with. Um, who are all 10-sack potential guys, and one has done it before, and then you have Bosa coming off the edge. And, you know, Armstead sometimes sometimes comes off the other edge, but he's not quite as fierce around the corner as Bosa is. But, yeah, they're nasty. However, they they give up a lot of running – well, they they give up 4.7 yards per carry. They haven't given up a ton of rushing yards per game, but they've also faced, going into this weekend, the least amount of rush attempts per game, in large part because they've been ahead a lot. And so a lot of teams have had to throw a lot, and their pass defense is just tenacious. And so I think Seattle can have success because, <clears throat> A, they're going to run the ball at least solidly against this team because almost everyone has. it. Six teams have rushed for over 104, have rushed for over 120, including Arizona. And they have the best quarterback probably in the league right now and by far than anything San Francisco has faced. Like, they've, they've played backups. They've played Winston, who leads the league in interceptions. They've played rookies. Um, I think the best quarterback they played was Jared Goff. They dominated him in the second half of that game. That was impressive. But the Rams have been weighed down this year. The next best quarterback is best team has been well, the, actually probably the best team they've played and beaten is, is Carolina, who's fallen off lately. They blew them out. But Kyle Allen is a new starter because Cam Newton's out. He's been struggling the past few games. He's kind of getting exposed for what he is, a backup. People were jocking him for like you know five weeks, and now he's kind of crashed back to earth. But now you got Russell Wilson. He's going to make the quick passes. He's going to be smart with his decisions. they got good receivers who can make plays, especially after the catch and lock in Metcalf. I think Seattle wins this game. Would you take anybody in the league right now over Russell Wilson? <laughs> Uh, if my life depended on it and I had to win a game, I'd still go Brady or Rodgers. I think all around they're better. But in terms of how they're playing right now, I think Wilson's clearly playing the best football in the league. It, it's, it's He's kind of like stealthily snuck right into that like top three sort of discussion. Because for like for the long – I feel like even for like the first like three or four years of his career, it was still very much like – he He's was compared. He, he was compared to that draft class that he was in with like Andrew Luck and I think it was Tannehill too. And I felt like it even took like three years for people to have like finally admit that he was better than Ryan Tannehill, which uh, <laughs> um, is is kind of <laughs> crazy in retrospect when you think of it. But uh, just kind of slow and steady and, and improvement every year. And uh, the one thing I'm fascinated with the Seahawks is it. I I, th- I thought I saw a lot of it going into this year of like. Oh, you know, this, their era is kind of over, like, you know, there's these new young hip coaches in the NFL with these, like, you know, like the Kingsbury's with their offenses and all that. And, oh, wait, here the Seahawks are, they're a contender for the playoffs. Like they're still in it. Same old Pete Carroll. (laughs) Like, like how, how do they do that? What, like, why are they so effective at, at, at least just being above average to good every year? He emphasizes the two most important things for sustained success behind having an elite quarterback. Obviously having a quarterback is huge. Um, There's absolutely no doubt about that. But if you play solid to good defense and you can run the ball, you shorten games, you're in it in the fourth quarter, your quarterback can win it. (laughs) And then if you're a smart coach in situations and you put your team in a good situation to win, you're going to win close games. You just are, especially with a quarterback like that. His first few years, he was a game manager. Uh, The Legion of Boom carried that team, but he was always clutch. Like, if they needed him in the fourth quarter to make plays, he made them. They didn't ask him to carry the team like other quarterbacks. That's why he only threw touchdowns in the you know, low 20s or what have you. But over the last few years, like, he led the league in, in touchdowns, touchdown passes just two years ago. He threw 34. Then last year, actually, had 35. But, of course, we all know Mahomes had 50. This year, he's on pace for 40. 
And he's throwing it a lot more this year because, one, the defense is not as good. They need to score more. And the running game has been solid, but the, the addition of Metcalf opposite, Met, opposite uh, Lockett has just made them more, more deadly downfield. So they're throwing more often with this elite quarterback. So his numbers are finally getting up to the point overall where he can be considered MVP. Last year, his uh, touchdown percentage was right there with Mahomes. Like Mahomes was 8.9, and I think, I think uh, Wilson was second at 8.2. But Mahomes had 600 pass attempts, and Wilson had the least amount in the league. So he threw 35 compared to Mahomes 50. But it demonstrated that if you let him throw more, obviously it bounces out the more you throw. But clearly this guy has 40 touchdown potential if you let him throw that many times, and they're doing it now. But B. Carroll's smart, he's, and he's been there, done that. And all this, dude, I hate it when people annoy people a genius too soon. That McVay stuff last year drove me bananas. And what's happening this year? Their offense is getting squished like a little bug. The stuff he was doing was not that rock. Like, people were acting like, oh, my God, he's such a genius. I'm watching this stuff. It's like play-action crossing routes. People have been doing play-action and crossing routes for 50 years. And all of a sudden, this guy's a genius. It was just ridiculous. It's just this, these new-age media guys in your generation just cannot wait to anoint someone in their generation some kind of freaking genius. And then what did Belichick do to him in the Super Bowl? Held him to the least amount of points and 40 years of the Super Bowl. Just squished them like a bug. So all this passing stuff, it's not new. They've been doing that. Dan Faust did it. Dan Marino did it. Warren Moon did it. You still have to have the horses to win, and you still better play defense or it's going to come back to haunt you. Rant over. (laughs) My generation. (laughs) Unfortunately, our closing closing segment was going to be me anointing you the most genius sports writer in the country. But uh, unfortunately... Unfortunately, that's just what my generation no, dude, does. So. Dude, listen, listen. I, <laughs> no, sit next to these, I, sit, I sit next to you guys in Seahawks Press Box. They're all cool guys, but they all sit around. They criticize Carol the entire – like, just criticize Carol all the time. I'm like, how, are you, how do you criticize a guy with two national titles in the Super Bowl? Like, how do you criticize him in favor of some kind of newfangled, like, an analytic stuff that no one's had success winning Super Bowls doing? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's just – it's kind of funny. Like, what well, the data says – well, the data says – if you do that, I'm going to hit your quarterback in the mouth all day long until he goes to the hospital. That's what the data says in real-life football. But Pete Carroll, it's just, he's been there, done that, dude. He's been there, done that for 45 years. He knows all the tricks in the book. He can win any way he has to win, and that's why he's still the, the second smartest cat in the league behind Belichick, I think. Behind Uncle Bill. Hey, when, when's your guys' season start up? <laughs> My team? Uh, yeah. We're a spring team. We're a spring, spring team. team. Well, I mean, yeah. but like, are are, are we are we going through tryouts right now? Or are we are we doing cuts? Like, what? Like when when do we put that? No, no, that no. I don't start this one. I don't start doing that stuff till January. <laughs> this is going to be our off season interviews. This is going to be your semi pro Portland football team players coming. We, on. we should, you should get a couple of my players on here and not, without me on. Man, yeah. Fentress is a dick, dude. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah. he yeah, thinks confess. he's freaking John Gruden. <laughs> he's always running around yelling "Spider White Two Banana" and yelling at us. Knock on wood, you're with me. All right, boys. All right. Well, this was fun. I mean this this was a this is a good refresher for me. Get my brain going back on football after a, a, a foggy okay. few days. Um, I, I this this foggy will be a few days. A, a, a foggy a foggy few days. Uh, yeah, man. I I appreciate you carrying the load here. I uh, um, I'm looking forward to this uh, this last strip. Man, and you got you got a fun football game to go to tonight. So we got to wrap. I this do. Thing up. I'm kind of so, jacked. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll be looking for you. Um, <laughs> so, is there any chance hunt. Arizona pulls off the upset? 
No, there's zero chance. There, there, there's zero chance. Or Oregon's too good of a team right now. They're coming off a bye week. The offense is humming. Arizona has just an absolutely atrocious defense. And even though they have an offense that can put up some points, they haven't played a defense like <clears throat> like Oregon's yet, especially at Auton. Uh, the Ducks are going to win this one by thirty. Yeah, Arizona gave up forty-one to Stanford. That's not a good sign. And did you see what Stanford did this past I'm weekend? Fifty-six to Oregon State. Yeah. Uh-uh, yeah. Stanford no. Do? No. Um, Stanford lost 13 to 16 to Colorado. The Colorado team that we saw that let Oregon score, uh, I think roughly a bajillion points. So, so you um, have to score at least as much as Oregon state did. Like you just have to, I was going to say no? you have to score at least as much as Colorado did, but <laughs> yeah, no, and okay. you, 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 you got to put up like 40 or 50 in this game. If, if, especially coming off of a bye, like there's, there's no reason why this isn't a game where, you know, Herbert goes out and throws four or five touchdowns. The Ducks rush for 200 plus yards, and uh, we get home at roughly four o'clock in the morning since this is another stupid 7:30 right. kickoff. So, um, okay. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a high threat level here. I'm with you, but on Friday we'll talk more about it on the Athletics exclusive episode for podcasts for athletic subscribers remember if you want to get in on that action where you can listen to us and read our stuff which hey we're pretty good at writing you know this this on-air stuff is you know to be determined but you can find that at the link here in the show notes or www.theathletic.com forward slash it never rains where you can sign up for a free trial you can get 40 percent off i believe um and uh, yeah, we would be more than happy to uh, have you with us on Fridays where Aaron uh, occasionally gets to run rampant by himself. 